Konnichiwa, this is Erica. Hey everyone, this is Freen, and we're smashing the patriarchy one episode at a time. listening to super smash hose today we are going to talk about body hair yay but before we get into it um we just wanted to announce a really exciting new project so we just launched our website so if you don't follow us on social media um we launched our website called super smashhosemedia.com and we're super excited about it um just to give you a quick overview about our website so we, on this website, we'll, we'll be posting, um, you know, short articles, which we will be writing topics um, that relate to, you know, sim- similar things that we talk about on the podcast, like Japanese politics or feminism, um, pop culture and history. And we wanted to create this blog in order to provide a space for us to write and publish our work in words, but also, I mean, in written form, but also for our readers and other, um, you know, contribute people to contribute um, and have their work displayed here. And we wanted to create a space um, for the feminist community in Japan to connect, organize, and mobilize, because we feel like that Um, can be a bit sparse sometimes and there is some space to grow and we hope to also highlight activists and organizations and help people to connect um, you know people who share the same goals as us of progressing towards a society that's more equal um, through exchanging ideas so that's what we are trying to do with the website with this website and we hope to grow with you all so it's not you know it's not like complete yet but hopefully um through engaging with you all we'll continue to grow together yeah and um like erica said this is quite different from the podcast because we really want the website to be like a community building exercise so if you ever have um any writing you want to submit, any artwork, photography, like anything that speaks to you um, that has, you know, themes of feminism, themes of politics, history, is about Japan or Asia, and is something you want to share with the world. Um, Or if you want to write about an NPO group you work with or a circle at your university that you think is doing great work that needs to be highlighted, please send us a DM on Instagram at Media. Um, podcast or if you want to submit any written work you can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com we really want this to be a space where it's not just our voices but the voices of the collective Japanese and Asian feminist community so please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you want to submit any work and um, we also have two articles up at the moment. They're both in English. Um, one is called, one is titled, What is a Feminist? And it, um, you know, gives our perspective on 
what we think feminism means, what it means to be a feminist. And then the other article is titled Outsourcing Motherhood um, and talks about, you know, the idea of motherhood in particular in the context of Japan. And I think it's great and beautifully written by the lovely Fareed. So (laughs) please go have a look. And um, I think we also want to highlight we also want to have articles in Japanese as well. So please feel free to contact us um, if you want to submit a piece. And now let's get into today's topic, which is body hair. So I don't know about you, Erica, but since this whole coronavirus um, lockdown quarantine situation happened, I have not shaved anything in a very long time and it's made me go on a bit of a journey about body hair my thoughts about it societal expectations and just thinking yeah definitely I think you know I I'm definitely in the same boat and I think a lot of people are um not having to go out and think about other people's expectations about hair <laughs> um I think a lot of people are just letting them grow <laughs> um same here and yeah, I think it's really interesting. What really intrigues me is when I think about the issue of body hair, I often think about societal expectations. And that's a really obviously big, um, you know, component of that issue. But I also being in quarantine has made me question like what I like and what I think about my body hair and what my preferences are and I think I didn't really get a chance to think about that before because it was always not really an option or it was an option but I've just become so accustomed to removing hair and so I never really crossed my mind to like grow out some parts of my body hair does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no it is it's so weird I've I've had like phases of on and off um either removing or not removing but I always felt it was due to some type of pressure like so when I first started removing my body hair um as like a young teenager it was mostly due to the same pressure everyone feels right like girls can't have hair and then I got like into like first second year university and I remember like this overwhelming like pressure from like the feminist community being like oh feminists don't shave so therefore you shouldn't shave and I wasn't I between either of those I was never really thinking about what I wanted to do I was doing I wasn't shaving because that was what was societally pressured on me from feminism or from that what I understood was being I'm not saying that feminism is telling is forcing you not to shave I'm saying that's what I understood from it at that age and that time and I think now I've actually been like oh, okay, no, the decisions I'm making are now for me. Like nobody is, I'm not trying to conform to be the perfect feminist or the perfect pretty girl. Like I'm choosing to make my choices. And I think that's really weird because you don't, you don't normally think about like putting pressure on yourself to conform to feminist ideals. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I definitely also saw in the last few years, I think this whole discussion in the feminist community became kind of a hot topic and you know like you said a lot of people were 
um, you know, posting on social media about, you know, growing out their hair, their, you know, armpit hair or whatever. Um, And I also felt in the beginning when that discussion kind of, you know, um, started or got started to get a lot of attention, I also felt like, oh, maybe I should also let my hair grow if I, I, you know, if I feel like I'm a feminist. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think through more discussion, I think in social media, I've seen that people now have more of an understanding that it's a choice. And obviously, we all grow up with societal expectations, and that greatly affects us. But at the end of the day, it's your body and you can do whatever you feel like. Um, And I think having autonomy over your own choices and respecting other people's choices is, you know, really important. Yeah. And I think the big, the big difference from second year university and now is that even though I'm choosing to grow my hair now, it really is, I'm not trying to conform to a certain ideal or expectation. Yeah. It really is something from within. And I'm not, I'm not trying to paint it as if like other people were putting that pressure on me. It was just something I was picking up on and thinking I needed to do this to fit into that model. Um, so it's been really interesting, like examining like what what parts I'm comfortable with and what parts I'm not. Like there are some parts um, that I still remove my hair from, but some parts that I'm like, no, I'm okay. Yeah, same, exactly the same. Um, yeah, I started growing my arm hair is out like a month and a half or like two months ago and I used to shave my arm hair as well like all the time um because I felt like I didn't you know when I was young a bit younger but then I felt a lot of societal pressure so I started shaving my arm hair as well and it kind of became a habit so I kept on going with it but now I just like it's been really interesting seeing my own reaction to it and like um, how I feel depending on, you know, who I'm with or if I feel any discomfort depending on what kind of situation I'm in as well. Not that I go out right now, mm-hmm. but, you know, a, a little while back. But, yeah, it's really interesting because it's not just about, like, whether you have hair or not. It's more – there's so much nuance. It's like how much hair do you have or where or, you know, so – yeah, the wear is really interesting to me because in some places it's totally fine and in other places it's not. And juggling those expectations, like other people's expectations can get quite like tiring. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but like my mom owns a beauty spa. So as a child, I was always told like, you know, my, 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 mom, my mom is very like, you should be hairless, like head to toe hairless. And it's direct, like it takes so much time out of your day yeah. to achieve that. That I think of all the productivity or things I could be doing, but instead I'm sitting there having someone zap away yeah. on my body hairs for a full seven hours. Yeah, it takes so much time and it's ex- it can be really expensive too. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's crazy, right? If you think about how much time you spend 
on removing hair and like think of how much time that could be like long term (laughs) i also don't know about like if you had this but i experimented with like various forms of hair removal like i tried shaving and then i tried like nair creams i've tried waxing i've tried a little bit of laser i've tried like are they called epilators yeah me too i've tried them all Yeah. yeah tried them all and it's like the amount of time I've spent experimenting with hair removal strategies like I could have been doing so many things right and I think it's really interesting thinking about like how much time and energy we spend on this and we as women spend on this not saying that you know men I think also it's important to say that men also there are also you know social expectations um for men about with um you know having too much hair or too little hair or having not enough hair wear or whatever too much um but I think on average I do think like women tend to shave or like remove hair um more and just yeah like you said you could be doing so many other things instead of doing this Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just kind of depressing thinking about it (laughs) the other thing I noticed is that like it's also never good enough to just remove your hair you also have to make sure that there's no like little bumps or like ingrown hairs or there's you always want like an extra double exfoliated super clean baby shave yeah and like yeah I feel like it's never good enough to be like soup shave shave done it's like a whole process on trying to look as plastic and poreless and perfect as possible as if the hair was never there to begin with yeah and I think it's so interesting um there's a really good video by this girl um what's her name the video it's on youtube it's titled the war against female body hair and it's by this girl Mm -hmm. tiffany and she does a lot of different like internet analysis about pop culture subjects and stuff like that um and she talks about how it's interesting that there is this idea of like this ideal of you know girls not having or women not having any body hair and how that's kind of like um you know it reminds you of like prepubescent bodies do you know what I mean Mm, I so yes I had a very this might get a little bit like pg-13 my next comment anecdote story so um mom if you're listening to this maybe (laughs) don't I don't know. I guess you can. Um, but <laughs> I remember like the first week I moved to Japan, um, one of the guys who lived in my dorm, he was half Japanese, and he turned to me and another girl and he said to us, so what does it look down like down there? And we were like, what? Why would you ask us that? He was like, like, is it shaved or is it not? And I just, I was like, I am, I'm not answering that. Like, yeah. that's really uncomfortable. The other girl was like, oh my gosh. it is, why? And he was like, oh, 
if you want to hook up with a Japanese boy, that's a big no-no. You have to let it grow out. <laughs> and so, you know, we kind of stood there and we were, we were both North American. Yeah. And we looked at each other and we went, oh, that's interesting. That's like the complete opposite of like North American beauty standards, yeah. right? Because like, I don't know, North American guys want you to be like bare. So we, we were just like curious. We like were asking him more questions and we were like, oh, like, why is that? Like, why is it that Japanese guys want there to be hair? And I don't know if this is like the actual reason or if this was just his reason. So take my anecdote with a grain of salt. It's an anecdote. I, you know, I didn't research this. But he said that the reason Japanese guys like an abundance of pubic hair is uh, because it creates an image of like a more juvenile and innocent young girl. And that if you shave, then you have too many sexual partners and you are a slut. Whereas if you have more pubic hair, you're more like virginal right. and like. No, like I, I, even though I don't agree with obviously that, but like I, I get how people would think that. That's so interesting. But that's what he told me. Again, I don't know if it's like fact, but he was like that's the reason Japanese guys prefer pubic hair because it provides this air of like innocence in bed and like which if you know anything about like Japanese sex it kind of checks out because the girl is always supposed to be kind of like like no I don't want this yeah so following his following his logic and what we already know about sex it doesn't seem like totally wild for him to have said that to me I mean at the time it was wild because I hadn't known anything about Japan and this all happened within like my first day of arriving in Tokyo and I was just like what I was so I was like why are you asking me this so okay first of all that's such a personal question like like you obviously met them on that day right oh my goodness yeah yeah I met them on that day like three hours before that conversation Great icebreaker, right? Oh my god, that's crazy. Boys, if you're listening to this, please do not approach women with that question. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Um, but yeah, I think it's that obviously shows that in different culture, there's a lot of different expectations that sometimes we're not even aware of. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think in Western cultures, it's more. It's, it's expected that at least girls don't really have you know that they remove hair maybe more so than in some cultures or it really depends on like areas as well again so mm-hmm. it's so complicated um but yeah oh I wanted to ask you I was thinking back at like when I was trying to think of any comments that stood out in my early childhood that make me think oh I shouldn't have hair do you have anything that comes to mind yeah um so this is a story about the first time I shaved my legs or I shaved my leg um so I have an older brother he's six years older than me and my older brother has older brother friends you know they were all six years older than me and I remember like playing around with them and his friends used to tell me that I was probably like 11 or 12 they used to be like oh like 
your legs are so hairy. Like whenever I used to wear dresses or skirts, they'd be like joke and they'd like take their arm out. They'd be like, your legs are hairier than our arms and we're like 17 year old teenage boys. Oh my God. And so I was obviously like super self-conscious about it. So I stole a razor one day from my dad's room and uh, I went to the bathtub. I didn't have shaving cream. I didn't know anything. I just (gasps) took a razor. Not my skin wasn't wet, nothing. And I I shaved half my leg. And when I mean half, I don't mean up to the knee and then stop shaving. Oh, I, mean, like I shaved halfway up your leg. I, no, 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 no. Not halfway up, as in half, like the left side of my of one of one leg. Yeah. But only one leg. And then I was like, this kinda hurts and I chickened out and I already nicked a spot bleeding. Oh. And so I had a no. half and I think about it now, and if it was the inside of my leg, it would have wouldn't have been a big deal, right? Because it would have been like my two legs. Mm-hmm. You can't really; it's hard to just see. Yeah, no, it was the it was the outer leg, um, and just the half. So, and only on one leg. Uh, it was awkward, and then I remember running into my dad's bathroom, hiding the razor, wearing tights for a couple of days to try to hide it, and then going and telling my mom. That I shaved half my leg. Isn't it so sad, like, thinking back and, like, just, like, the amount of stress and, like, anxiety and, like, pain that we, some people go through because there's, like, you're conditioned or, like, these comments that people, you know, a lot of different people make feel, make you feel so guilty for having hair that's natural and literally everyone has yeah Yeah. I think for me yeah go ahead oh no I was gonna say and like because obviously I'm like Indian like ethnically my hair is quite dark so like I could shave but like none of the other girls in school had hair right so it was like really weird but yeah anyways what I want to hear your my story what were your moments (laughs) Um, I guess, I think one I remember is that I was sitting next to, this was an elementary school, school, and I was sitting next to this boy in, like, class, and, you know, during, in class or whatever, and he looked at my arms, and he was like, wow, you have a lot of hair, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know, I forgot what I said to him, but, like, and that I just remember that so distinctly, even though it was such a, you know, it wasn't like he said something. I mean, I just may remember how it made me feel so much to this day, even though I was so young. Um, and other than that, I guess I remember, I think I started shaving first, like shaving my legs first. And maybe like sometime in, you know, later elementary school. And we would have to wear PE clothes. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember all the girls, some girls would be shaving their legs or like they, some girls wouldn't have hair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think that was like when I first started thinking about it and like experimenting. I didn't like consistently remove my hair, but that's when I think it started. And looking back, like it's so young yeah yeah right I I had the same thing with like wearing PE kits I used to feel really embarrassed wearing my PE shorts 
but yeah, I didn't start shaving till middle school. Um, but also like I think girls, like younger girls these days, probably have it so much harder because of social media. Yeah, like my I have a little cousin, and like she started shaving like like kind of similar to you, like in elementary school. Because, yeah, like there was just so much more. Like she used to get her eye because again, Indian unibrows are just kind of a thing. Yeah, she used to get her unibrow threaded when she was like seven or eight, wow. and I was like. Wow. That's so young. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I felt I felt like I had more. I don't know if it's my Japanese and German background, but I feel like I have quite dark hair as well compared mm-hmm. to like other typical Japanese girls or just, mm-hmm. you know, um so I f- I felt like I was, I had extra hairy, I was extra hairy, like, in elementary school even, I remember, and I felt so, like, embarrassed about it as well, so that makes me so sad, like, hearing that. Yeah, (laughs) I bet, you know what, I'm not gonna lie, I bet a lot of, I was gonna say girls, but no, I bet a lot of people have similar stories, because I remember my brother, he used to beg my mom to let him shave because he had a bit of like a dirt stash and yeah they say that like when a boy starts shaving his mustache and he has to like do it constantly so my mom didn't want him to do it for a really long time she was like no 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 like hold off because it, then it becomes like a thing you have to do all the time and he was just like mom like I just keep getting made fun of for having this like dirty pedo mustache and it must have just been the societal pressure that like yeah you know other middle school boys didn't have and like my I know my brother used to get his eyebrows done and um a lot of people come get their eyebrows like men my mom because I said before she does beauty services and she made a comment to me a few years ago and she said you know a lot of young teenage boys come get their eyebrows done to me now and she said like five or ten years ago that would it would only been like gay boys who would come Mm. and get their eyebrows done but she's like now it's like just a normal part of like their hygiene routine Hmm. that's interesting yeah I'm really curious to hear about like if anyone who's you know any guys listening to this if you would like to you know send us dm or something about your uh your experience with people telling you you know what how you should like you know just societal expectations and like what you felt growing up because I think that's not really when we talk about issues of like body hair and societal expectations it's just usually focuses on women and I don't really know it's hard for me to imagine obviously as well so I'd be curious but yeah yeah I've also heard like a lot of you know things about like oh boys like adult men who can't grow facial hair are like too feminine or like my ex-boyfriend for example like he was very very blonde um and so he couldn't really grow any facial hair like and if it did grow it was like so blonde that you couldn't really even see it and he was always super insecure because he felt like he looked really young and like wasn't manly enough and like Mm -hmm. this was like back in high school but like I remember like he always had that kind of like oh like I just want to grow like a mustache and be like macho and it was definitely like this internalized you know 
masculinity that he had pictured that went along with having facial hair. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that, you know, that people often associate hairiness with like manliness or like masculinity. Yeah. And that's so interesting because like if like we all have hair, girls all have hair too, you know, like we can grow out like a lot of armpit hair if we like didn't, you know, do anything. Um, But that would make us more look appear more masculine um I think it's just interesting I still have a lot of like internalized you know these like societal expectations as well so I think I still personally have a lot to go with kind of reevaluating body hair and because I think I yeah like growing up with these societal expectations obviously you know, no matter how much you try to untangle them and, like, rethink things, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, this, um, kind of going back to, like, the beginning of the episode, this quarantine has been kind of good for evaluating, like, my personal relationship um, with hair because, like, yeah, there have been, like, days where I've been, like, oh, I don't know, I feel kind of, like, rough and coarse, maybe I'll, like, shave it off, and then there have been days where I've been, like, oh, I'm just lazy, I don't want to, who cares, no one's gonna see me, but then there have been other days that have been, like, no, like, it looks nice, or, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, or, like, I've had, like, I haven't had, like, a consistent um, feeling toward it, if that makes sense, I feel like I've ebbed and flowed, and, like, that just shows that I have, like, a long way to go before I'm actually truly comfortable, and, I don't, I don't think there should be this expectation that, like, we feel comfortable, like, I don't think there should be, like, a expectation that I declare, like, I'm good with body hair today, and then, like, you just never have to think about it again, like. Yeah, it's just unrealistic, yeah. I don't know how yeah. realistic that is, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting to watch my journey with it and my, like, reaction to it and stuff. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, yeah, definitely, I think how we feel about our body in general changes throughout time you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be with our hair but it can be with our whatever the way our hair looks or our skin or our weight so I think it's definitely you know kind of it's very fluid um Mm -hmm. but yeah and I think also you don't necessarily people don't necessarily have to feel comfortable like it shouldn't be expected for people to feel comfortable with body hair even though I think you know an ideal world like that would be great but yeah this is kind of some of the issue I don't know if issue is the right word but some of the like confusion issue I have with like the body positivity movement don't get me wrong I think being positive about your body is a really great thing but I don't think you have to love every aspect of yourself to be body positive. I think you can just yeah. be body neutral. Like, I don't think you have to I, – I, I am not condoning hating yourself. Like, that's yeah. not healthy. But I think – I don't think it's problematic to be unsure about how you feel about things 
And I think sometimes like the really heavy emphasis on like body positivity, especially in social media lately, means that we're like not even allowed to voice our own mm-hmm. insecurities about things without feeling like we might have a bunch of people flood into our DMs or something and be like, oh, but just be body positive. Um, which I'm, I'm again, like I'm not trying to say being body positive is bad. I'm just saying that I think you're allowed to have a more nuanced relationship with your body. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that as well. I don't think it came up that's clear. No, it, it makes sense to me. Like, I think some of the, I think the intention behind the body positivity movement, like in regards to hair, the intention is, you know, obviously really good and like they want to promote people loving themselves. But I get that sometimes it can kind of feel aggressive in a sense that, you feel like you said you feel pressured to be body positive all the time and not have a day you know where you feel kind of unsure about the way you look or whatever so and I just don't think that's realistic um so I think yeah just a more nuanced body positivity I don't know the way you feel about your body is no, Better. I totally agree with you. Like, I don't think the intentions, obviously the intentions behind the movement are like rooted in really, really good intentions, right? Like I'm not discrediting body positivity. Um, but yeah, I think you're not going to be positive about any everything every single day of your life anyways. And I yeah. think it's learning to normalize having a healthy relationship and a healthy relationship doesn't always mean you're happy, right? Like yeah. even like relationships, like love relationships in real life, you're not constantly in a honeymoon phase like a healthy relationship yeah. has ups and downs and I think like a real healthy relationship with your body mirrors that and you should like question things and ask like am I doing this for myself am I doing this for societal expectations whether those societal expectations are for the body positivity yeah. society or the you know anti um women patriarchal society like I think it's really easy to say that oh um society wants us to shave our hair and therefore we shouldn't shave our hair but then another part of society doesn't want us to shave our hair that's why we're not Mm -hmm. shaving it like I think there needs to be a bit more reflexivity on your on like individuals part about like are they being performative and like if so like who is it for definitely I think that was really well said I saw an Instagram post um, the other day that said like talk that um, it was about toxic positivity, and this oh, was okay. in the situation in the con. It was referring to kind of people, um, you know. I think there have been a lot of posts um, re- in response to COVID. Um, because obviously Mm -hmm. people are staying at home all the time you can get you know it's easy to get down and whatever Um, and so I think there's been a lot of posts about you know how to be you know stay happy and whatever and that's really good but um, this post was just talking about how you don't have to be super happy and super you know jolly all the time like it's okay to have ups and downs and it's not like you said it's not realistic to be happy or have everything go, you know, as you want um, all the time. And I think, like you said, the important thing is to just kind of 
ask yourself how you're feeling and, um, you know, try to grow from there, not necessarily put pressure on yourself to always be happy, although that's important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I definitely feel like we went on a bit of a, a tangent, but a good tangent. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Um, um what else about body I'm hair? I'm trying to think about if I have any other thoughts about body hair, but I'm not sure. Hmm. I have like what I have um found really interesting or like a tool that has made it more easy for me to think about my own body hair and stuff is like weirdly social media. Like there's so many posts about body hair on social media um on like both sides. And I think, you know, there's like lots of great artists who celebrate body hair photographers. There are other feminists who write articles. And like, I think just reading those different opinions and how people come to their own um, rationales and stuff is really comforting and like can help guide you through your own thinking process. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I really I think I haven't really, other aside from this, like I, I've talked about body hair with friends too, but it's not something I really talk about, you know, it's not something you really talk about all the time, even though it's something everyone deals with in some way or another. Um, so I think seeing posts about it on social media or wherever is, yeah, like you said, very comforting and it makes you think about you know, the relationship you have with your hair, which is interesting. Like, it's something you deal with every single day and everyone deals with it, yet there is not really much discussion around it, like, face-to-face. I find it interesting. Because mm-hmm. I think it can yeah, be a bit right. un- uncomfortable, like, talking about it in front of people, you know, because obviously you can see each other. Yeah, so... No, yeah, um, I completely agree with you. I don't know if I've had many in-person discussions about it. Like, um, I yeah, but it is something that everyone deals with on a daily basis. I think it's also really interesting when, like, partners have specific expectations of you for your body hair and then expect you to conform to those yeah. um, expectations. But, again, I've never really had to... I've never dealt with that like personally yeah. in having like those types of conversations like in person. So I know what you mean. It's like it yeah. is very like online. And so like these online like little forums and bubbles that come up can like remind you. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, yeah, also like with partners preferences, I think that's really interesting because like aside from that, like we said, like you don't really talk about it much. But with, mm-hmm. like, partners, obviously, like, you know, if you're attracted to someone, you care about how they think of you. Um, not that you have to conform or anything, but, you know, people have preferences and whatever. So it's interesting, I think, hearing um, people's thoughts on body hair. And, yeah, I think it's hearing different people's like people's different differing opinions on body hair is made me a bit 
it it's made me feel a bit more comfortable in my hair like in my body hair as well because it makes me realize that people really do have different preferences and like there's not one right way to remove or like keep your body hair if that makes sense yeah I'm sorry I'm just gonna cough <coughs> yeah, no worries excuse me um yeah no I get what you mean it's nice to know that there are there are people who are interested in in both sides of the debate or like you know find both sides of the debate attractive which is comforting because it means you can do what you want without fear really um and I guess this goes back to like different societies and cultures having very different expectations different places different time periods you know like the 70s where all of the porn in the 70s was like full bush versus the early 2000s versus now yeah um yeah Yeah, that's another thing obviously it's like there's a lot of cultural aspect um but like you said it changes a lot even in one country or one area you know a small area it changes a lot over time um Mm -hmm. And that goes with, like, you know, different physical traits. Um, So, yeah, it's an interesting, very interesting topic. I would love to hear um, everyone's opinion on it because I think it's such a personal thing that it's hard to have a really good idea of what different, you know, just different perspectives. So, yeah. Yeah, send us a DM, leave us a note, let us know what you think about this episode, Um, tell us about your own journey with body hair, how societal expectations have impacted you, Um, shout out to the, you know, 25% male audience that we have or something like that, but let us know what it's like to be a guy, because I think we're both girls, so we, we know pretty well what the societal expectations are like for women, and I can you know kind of speak to my brother's experience because I grew up around him but like that's not representative of the entire male population in the entire world Um, yeah definitely I think also to add to that like it's I think it's for us at least maybe it's we tend to think about you know male well male female body hair in like cis terms like cis woman and cis men so I don't really personally I've never talked about this particular topic with um you know someone's someone who's had a sex change or um you know people who don't necessarily conform to social norms um or you know what's expect you know the majority in society if that makes sense yeah. I hope I'm not like as saying a, it in an offensive way <laughs> as a trans person you know either male to female or female to male um because going along with with your if you if you've had a body tra- uh, body change or transition there probably are like a package of hair related social expectations that you have to navigate through and it would be really interesting to hear those experiences and like what how you navigated them what you chose what you you know how that made you feel and how it empowered you or disempowered you to have to navigate that landscape 
yeah please let us know um and we'd, we'd be happy to share um if you'd like us to share your experience or your thoughts so yes <laughs> yeah thank you all for listening we hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you get a chance please check out our website um and our instagram yes and have a great day thank you bye